Grab your hiking shoes and your backpack and come out on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead. On episode three of the Texas Trailhead, I want to know what your resolutions are. Can y'all believe it's already 2020? I'll also talk about Bisher State Park, what it was like to solo camp, the trails, and all the available camping areas. Stay tuned. This is the Texas Trailhead. Happy 2020 to all of y'all out there on the trails. This is Danny from the Texas Trailhead. You're listening to this after the new year has begun, so happy new year to everyone. Happy 2020. I hope you all had a good, safe time. What I wanted to talk to you about is New Year's resolutions to start off this episode. And what do you want to do in 2020? What do you want to do outside? For me, there are two things. I think it's I want to go to more national parks, two in particular. I want to go back to Guadalupe Mountains, and I want to go to Big Bend. One of my favorite YouTube people is Chris Schantz from Venture Forward or Venture Four-Wheel Drive. He is a Jeep Overlander, and when I first saw his YouTube show, he just so happened to be going through Texas. He uploads videos every Friday and and I just happened to catch something came up on my you might be interested part of YouTube and he was in Texas and I have been watching him almost a year now and I I realized man I I need to get out to West Texas so uh this year I got married and he'll be on an upcoming episode. But my dad was my best man. And when we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do, I didn't really want to do a party. I didn't want to do Vegas. I didn't want to do anything like that. So ultimately, we decided to go to Colorado. At first, we were just going to fly out there. But then I asked if he'd be interested in doing a road trip. And he said he would. And I was a little surprised by that, actually. Just because of the time limit, we had five days. It was Monday through Friday to get to Colorado and back. And after obsessing about what route I wanted to take to Colorado, I finally decided that I wanted to go out to West Texas based off of his or Chris Chance's YouTube video. So I said, well, when we go up there, let's stop at Guadalupe Mountains on the way, and then we can go to Carlsbad. But ultimately, when we got out there, we realized we didn't really have enough time to to give it a good a good visit. We didn't even make it to Carlsbad. We were we were so wanting to just get as far into New Mexico as we could on that first day. But we we did stop at Guadalupe Mountains, and I was able to take pictures of El Capitan in all of its glory. And I'll talk about Guadalupe Mountains on a, a another episode. But 
We only were able to hike the small nature trail that's right by the headquarters, but we drove around a little bit and it it looked fantastic, but we just didn't have enough time to give it a a full proper camp and hike. And, and, And when it comes to Big Bend... I mean that that should be on a lot of people's bucket lists I feel just how amazing it is out there but I had some time off last year and reached out to a few people and I was like man I got 4 days can I can is it worth going out to Big Ben and everyone said the same thing no so I decided okay well Four days, I could. I mean, I could totally make it and drive around and and experience it. But I would only be experiencing kind of the surface of what that whole area has to offer, which is kind of what we did on our road trip. We we made it out there to Colorado and back, and 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 had plenty of time, but only got to see just a little bit of what it has to offer and and I feel like for Big Ben you really need to give it at least a week to to explore all the little towns and everything also so for me for 2020 those are my resolutions to get out to those national parks and that's just at a minimum I'm I'm still going to keep up with hiking I definitely feel that my hiking wasn't as extensive this year as it was last year for whatever reason and I definitely want to get back on track with that and, and making more of that time to do that and, and keep my trail legs under me. I, I noticed that when I don't hike for a while and I get back on the trail just like any kind of conditioning that it gets a little tricky to do some of those 10 plus mile days so let me know what your resolutions are for 2020. You can reach out to me on the Facebook page. It's the Texas Trailhood on Facebook. Or you can send me a message on Anchor FM, anchor.fm on the app. You can send me a voice message. You can also reach out to me on the website. That is going to be a little trickier. I don't get those notifications as quickly, but I do have a... Uh, a post from this morning asking what everyone's resolutions were. And I got some pretty good responses. A lot of them were talking about Big Bend. And a lot of people definitely wanted to just spend some time outside a little bit more and go to some of the other state parks. I had somebody named Megan. She wants to go to Palo Duro Canyon and Caprock Canyon, so that's awesome. We had somebody named Kelly. She says she wants to make it to all of the Texas State Parks, so that's awesome. She says she's made it to 44, and she has 31 penciled for 2020, so that's fantastic. Way to go, Kelly. I can't wait to read about all of your adventures. I have someone else saying they want to go back to Big Bend, and I guess she just came back from Big Bend. I have Gail. She wants to go to Caddo Lake, which is, a I hear, a lovely state park. It's definitely on the list. I hope to make it out there soon. So let me know what your resolutions are for the outdoors for 2020. 
I also want to talk about this awesome infograph that I saw on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I'll put a link in the description. But it was basically the health benefits of nature. And the underlying theme of why I went out, of course, is for mental health. And I know that's not everyone's reason to spend time in nature, but I thought this one was very fitting. It is a infograph of a bunch of trees, and within each tree just has some quotes from some research that scientists and doctors have done about the health benefits of nature. So for the first one, it's from Fjortoft in 2001. It says, For children, outdoor play in a natural setting can improve motor strength, balance, and coordination. So that's awesome. Uh, another one from Sugiyama, Leslie, Giles, and Corti, and Owen in 2008. Exposure to nature can improve depression, anxiety, and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. There's another one that says from Kwai, Sullivan, and Wiley from 1998. Time spent in places with natural landscaping can encourage social interactions and integrations. Uh, that's a good one, despite what it might look like when you see me on the trail. My head's usually kind of down, which I know isn't good for breathing, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And then there's another one that says, Exercising outdoors can reduce sadness, anger, and fatigue. And improve attention spans. That's from Blower, Bayung, All Night, and Pull In from 2010. I thought that was fitting. You know, I, I go out. I definitely go out when I'm having a bad day. If I'm feeling a little anxious or just in my head a little bit, you know, I'll just walk around my neighborhood and just try to walk it out. And I think just outside walking helps your breathing and breathing is one of those things that people definitely recommend when you're when you're having a little bit of a, a, a bout and and me and my family this weekend went to one of my favorite trails in the area it's Purgatory Creek natural area in San Marcos Texas I definitely recommend it and it's just one of those things where it was a Sunday and we saw a lot of people out on the trails which half of me was super stoked to see everyone out and about. And the other half, just because I overanalyze everything, I couldn't help but think, man, there's a lot of people out right now. I hope I hope everyone's okay. You know, I had that in the back of my head. I was like, man, I hope they're not dealing with anything upsetting or sad. And I know, <laughs> I know that's not something that, most people are thinking about when they see people hiking, but I just want to make sure that deep down that they were all in a good place and, 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 and had somebody that they can talk to and they weren't just hiking because they were stressed out or anxious or whatever. So, um, if you were at purgatory on Sunday, you know, I'm, I'm sending positive thoughts your way if you need them. And, you know, hiking with my family is definitely helpful. I tend to hike by myself a lot and don't don't always accept or encourage people to come out hiking with me just because I walk at a different pace and, and it's just different. Everyone has their own style of kind of why they want to be outside, but having my wife and my daughter with me was was definitely a fun day. I know my daughter especially, getting her, she's 10, and she she has her electronic devices and 
it's always a fun challenge as a parent to find creative ways to get her outside. And I, I involved her with the outdoors with me a little bit. I upload videos to Instagram while I'm hiking if, if there's something interesting. And, and she definitely likes that aspect of it, the entertaining part, if you will. And so I let her film a couple videos on my phone and publish those. And I had a few people that got a kick out of that, just seeing her, just people that have known me for a while that have seen her grow up too. And as a parent, again, that's just one of those things that I try to find new ways to get her off of her devices. And I feel like the outdoors is a really great way to do that. And and make it about balance. When one of our last parks that we camped at, I made sure to have options for her. So I didn't want to just force hiking or anything on her. The, the park we went to was Bastrop. And Bastrop has a really good playground by the campsite we were at. And they have a swimming pool. So in the summer, she could swim. She can play on the playground. And then she could spend some time outside hiking and camping with me too. So she got to do a little bit of what she wanted to do and I got to have her with me and spend that time. So, you know, maybe as a parent that could be a resolution in finding new and creative ways to get the kiddos away from their devices and outside and make it fun for them. And I try not to force that on her by any means. And, you know, everyone parents different and everyone disciplines different. So I'm not saying one way is better than the other, but for me, that's what seems to work. Give her some options to, to play outside and then make it just fun. And, and then she doesn't even realize that she's away from her tablet or her, her, her phone or just outside and not in her room. So that's definitely something I look forward to in 2020 is getting her outdoors more and kind of back on track. Like we were at the beginning of this year and we all have, we all have real lives and we all have work and school and other things that can get in the way. But, you know, we, on Sunday, it was a four mile hike and we definitely stretched it out. And I tend to hike, I don't know, about 20 minute miles. And, um, you know, four four miles took almost two hours because we were we were enjoying it and stopping and looking around and and really taking it all in. And those are definitely some things that I don't do as much when I'm by myself. So it was it was neat. It was important, and it's not something I'm adding to my resolution list per se, but it's definitely something I want to focus on more in 2020. Is really kind of slowing it down and not just going out for exercise but being out on the trails and really kind of taking it in and, and and closing your eyes and and listening to the sounds of the wind or trying to figure out what birds those are in the background and 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 looking out into the landscapes and and that was the cool thing about doing that this past week is the last time I was at purgatory was right in the middle of summer and a lot of the 
just the shrubbery and the grass and the and the leaves it, it, everything just looked different than it did in the summertime and there was a couple times out on this trail that I've been on multiple times at this point and looking around and asking everyone or just saying out loud like man I don't I don't really recognize any of this stuff so that was pretty neat to just kind of stop and, I, and there were some parts of the trail that I've definitely knew where I was but this, the plants and the wildlife and everything was just different. And that was really special. It just made that day really fun. So that's a little bit of uh, my weekend and what's coming up for 2020. Some of my personal resolutions, like I said, reach out to me on my social media channels if you can. And coming up in the next segment, I'm going to talk about Bisher State Park and what you need to know as far as trails and camping opportunities and what you can expect out of that state park in general. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. One of the most exciting aspects of hiking or camping or backpacking is that if you're like me, uh, that works in an industry where your normal days off are during the week. Um, and you can't find anyone to hang out with, you can do all those things solo. I like to hike by myself usually, and and most of these stories I'll share are solo hikes. But last year for my birthday, I wanted to just kind of get away for a little bit, and and I decided I was going to do a solo camp. And I had a few people that asked me why I wanted to do that, but when I got there, I realized I wasn't the only one that had that intention and maybe they were all celebrating their birthdays too, but that small amount of people that were at the state park actually led to some pretty anxious moments uh, camping there. Bishop State Park is in Central Texas, about an hour east of Austin. It's technically connected to Bastrop State Park, and a lot of the literature about the parks features both of them together. If you go to each park, they have pamphlets and brochures that link them. Uh, they're really it's just connected by a road. It's a little bit of a drive, but they're they're right next to each other. And my first impression of the park was that it's really green. There were trees everywhere, wide open spaces, and just I was there in May, and. Even at that time of year, just everything was just so lush and really, really pretty. But there's just these openings at the park that when you drive, when I was driving around and noticing, um, it just it's just really wide open, airy spaces. But there's tons of wildlife and and plant life and and stuff like that. But the main draw here, I feel like, is the lake, as opposed to Bastrop State Park's lake. That the last time I checked isn't there anymore, sadly. Bisher's Lake is is a good spot for fishing. And then they do kayak rentals. So you can just get out on the water and fish or just kind of splash around. So it's a really nice, nice feature to have. Um, any, any state park that has water is, is definitely a fun part. This water, though, isn't for swimming. It's strictly just for being out on the kayak or... Um, for fishing on 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 the banks, so just keep that in mind. Even though that there's water there, I really really enjoyed camping here, and just because of the day of the week, I was there. I guess it's like a Tuesday to Wednesday, something like that, right in the middle. And and I think it was kind of close to a, a major holiday. 
But when I got there, the lady who, who was checking me in, she asked me if I, if I was this person, this specific last name. And I told her I wasn't. Um, and she apologized and she said, well, there's only three of y'all staying tonight. So I just figured you were this person. And that kind of threw me off guard because it's a state park and, you know, it wasn't summertime or anything and it wasn't a weekend, but to only be one of a handful of people there was just really interesting to me. And it, it started to click in as I was, as I was driving around and not seeing anybody and finally i saw the first person she was doing some yoga by the water and and it, it was it was a little eerie and i started getting in my head about it and when i finally started to set up camp it was getting darker and just that idea of of solitude didn't create the effect that i think i was planning on having i started to get kind of skittish about the whole thing and and then when i started to hear a couple of the other cars come into not only the park but into the campsite that i was at because all day it was just me in the campsite that i was at and eventually two other people came and they were staying so the campsite was a, a loop and they were staying on the opposite side and i figured if anything bad was going to happen they were next to each other so i guess they'd leave me alone but i i couldn't I couldn't escape the feeling of loneliness that started to sink in. Every car that came through just had my head jerking around to see who was around. And, and I was, I don't know, just, I guess at the time watching too many, too many drama movies or whatever, but um, I just had thoughts racing around just in my head, a little, a little paranoid. And, and eventually I just started to just calm down and just, enjoy it so you know it was it started off a little rocky but you know i i did i did have a great time and i and i definitely well i haven't actually done a solo camp since then I, i've camped with either my daughter or friends but i definitely want to do a solo camp like that i guess when you're backpacking it's different because you're you're on the go and and you're always kind of moving and you don't really have too much time to think about where where you're stopping at. You know, I had gotten there kind of early and I set up camp and I'm sitting there and I had a book and I went walking around and the job working retail, you're always talking to people and you're always around people. And then having that time by myself, you know, it's different when you're not moving. I guess that's the difference with backpacking too. It's like when I'm hiking by myself, you know, I'm moving and I'm just kind of talking to myself and enjoying the scenery and, and just breathing and on that pace but camping by myself you know i was there i was sitting there it was it was me in, in the in the wood crackling the birds that were few and far between as the sun went down and then that random just engine and the lights kind of peering through the trees and it was neat and freaky at the same time and yeah i i do it again and i'll do it again soon real soon so when it comes time to hike, there aren't many options at Fisher State Park. You have the Winding Woodland Trail and the Pine Gulch Trail, and that's really it as far as hiking goes. But its scenery definitely makes up for the lack of options. The terrain starts off pretty normal for Central Texas, but as you continue through the trees, you'll eventually come up to a scenic overlook. 
And if you continue on the Pine Gulch, which is really pretty to just kind of stop and look around and, and just soak it all in. There were some really um, pretty spots hiking over here. And, and you know, I came to a part where there were some trees knocked down and, you know, it's no biggie. You, you, would, you, you figure it out or you go the other way or try not to mess with nature too much and 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 move move a fallen tree around if possible but that's pretty much it a lot of the recreation is is around the lake it's a tw- i mean a 25 acre lake it's going to kind of peak its way through the entire park and there are plenty of great spots to 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 get a view if you're not planning on fishing just to kind of roll up and 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 see it and and I'll talk about that too up in these camping spots. So at Bisher State Park there are three main camping areas. There's Oak Haven, Cozy Circle, and Lakeview camping areas. There are also four screen shelters and one walk-up site that is in between Cozy and Lakeview that provides a little more rustic experience. This is the primitive site, uh the walk-up site. And it's you just kind of park and you walk down and then it's they're numbered and you just kind of set up camp. Literally, you're not hiking too far into it like you would at Paternalis, um, that primitive site. If you listen to the previous episode, you kind of have to hike to get to. So, I mean, you could I hate to use the word cheat, but you could definitely park your car close by and gather what you need and kind of set up a pretty gnarly seating arrangement and whatnot. Uh, the primitive site doesn't have water, but it's so you're, you're right next to the, the, the tr- more traditional camping site. So there's restrooms there and um, it's not very far at all. So don't feel when I say primitive, you're going to be in the middle of nowhere at this park. You're really close to a lot of things. If you do want to camp, near the water, then I definitely recommend the Lakeview campsite, specifically sites 45 through 49. These are at the apex of the loop, and the trees here open up to give great views of the water. This is actually where that person was doing her yoga. She knew of that site, and that's where she had posted up and just, you know, waking up in the morning and doing yoga by the lake. I mean... Come on, that's 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 a pretty good way to start your day. That uh, campsite, the Lakeview campsite, there is a restroom there and they have showers. And there's also a group pavilion there built by the CCC, uh, which is a, a fantastic group of people to learn about. I'll talk about them soon, but the the CCC and Texas State Parks is is just fascinating to learn about. The Cozy Circle camping area is more suitable for RV camping, and those sites have the water and electricity hookups, and this is where the RV dump station is. This site also has the CCC crossover trail that features a pretty neat bridge that appears kind of out of nowhere, it seems. And This trail will take you to the CCC rec hall. It wasn't open open the last time I was there, but it has plenty of windows to look inside. I know they have banquets and they do other events there at the um, 
at the rec hall. It's a, it's a really neat space. You can walk all the way around it. There's some kind of old school barbecue pits there too. And, and uh, the water is really close to there too. The Oak Haven camping area is where I camped. I camped at number 26. If you want to know stuff like that. Uh, I really enjoyed camping here because the site is a bit tucked back from the parking spot. This campsite also features three cabins. They each have a nice patio overlooking the green space and seem like they had plenty of room. Room for four inside, so it's double bunk beds, and then there's room for four more outside. It's definitely a great option for families that may have a few folks that still want to do a little bit of that glamping. The cabins are $75, but they feature electricity, fridge, and a microwave but if you want to heat your food and not nuke it, uh, they only have an outdoor grill, so there's no stove. And cabin number two is close enough to the water to give you some lakefront views as well. You can sit on the little patio deck there and, and the water is just beyond the tree line. This campsite also features a restroom with showers and the loop offers some great morning scenery inside the camp area too. But right next to it, there's that open area that I was talking about. It's mowed. It's just this big green yard, I feel like. Uh, and when I was there, there was definitely a ton of deer hanging around, just enjoying enjoying their morning, I guess. Um, the whole campsite, the one that I was just talking about, is on a loop. Uh, and then the state park is on a loop as well. So if you want to feel like if you feel like you're not getting enough miles on the two trails I talked about, by all means, walk around the entire park. It might take a while. I don't have the exact mileage, but it's it's in the car. It felt like it went on a little bit. So, uh, if that's something you've done before, leave me a message and on the Anchor FM app. I definitely want to hear about your experience. So, the state park is definitely worth a visit, if not just for the beautiful scenery, but for the couple trails, but for the fishing as well. And if you're there for multiple days, Smithville, which is a super cute little small Texas town, is literally right around the corner. So that's Bisher State Park. If you have any opinions about Bisher State Park or if you've been or any feedback in general, you can leave one of those messages as well. So that's it for episode three. I hope everyone's having a great start to 2020. I hope to hear about some of your New Year resolutions and where you're all going out on the trail. So until then, thank you for listening to Texas Trailhead Podcast. Let's get your backpack on and your hiking shoes, and let's go out on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead.